Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, episode number 53. Today is Wednesday, the 11th of December. Uh, I am your host, Ian McLaren. This is a daily Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. Uh, you can follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And you can subscribe, download, listen, rate and review the podcast wherever you get uh, your podcast from. Today's a special episode, uh, kind of moving away from the regular format. Uh, Nikki Giordano and I uh, did a bit of a crossover episode. She is the host of the Locked On Capitals podcast, uh, also the head of Pucker Up Sports. And uh, we had a, a good chat about, um, yeah, previewing tonight's game between the Bruins and the Capitals, uh, talking about the Jim Montgomery situation in Dallas, as well as the NHL's attempts to uh, clean up hockey culture kind of from uh, the top down or, yeah, their recent efforts to um, just get rid of abusive behavior, uh, get rid of homophobia in hockey, racism, um, all good things, and, and we kind of dive into that and see uh, where we see that program going and, and kind of what's been going on so far. So great chat with Nikki. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of uh, Boston's game against the Capitals, uh, previewing Thursday's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, as well as uh, regular stuff like uh, mailbag and uh, things like that. But for now, please enjoy this chat and enjoy the game tonight. should be a good one. And uh, I'll catch you again tomorrow. I am here with Ian from Locked on Bruins. And we have a special crossover episode for you guys today. Um, As most of you know, the Washington Capitals are taking on the Boston Bruins in D.C. on Wednesday. The last time these two teams met up, Ian and I had a great conversation, and it was also a fantastic game, probably my favorite game of the season so far. Um, definitely a shootout thriller, so I'm looking forward to another great game tomorrow. The Bruins and the Caps are the two best teams in hockey right now, although their games from last night don't really show that, um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to a, a great game. What are your thoughts on that, Ian? Yeah, I mean, uh, both teams uh, should be pretty embarrassed, maybe, by how they played on Monday. Uh, the Bruins lost in Ottawa uh, to the Senators. Uh, only It was only their fifth regulation loss of the season. Uh, one of them against Ottawa. The, another one was against uh, Detroit. So two pretty... I don't know, embarrassing losses for them. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know what to expect. They've they've really been struggling to um, come out of the gate strong lately. They haven't scored uh, first for a while. And actually, that's not true. They scored first on um, Sun Saturday, I guess, but uh, they ended up losing. Anyways, yeah, they've been – pretty bad lately early on really been fighting some deficits and uh yeah it should be really interesting to see kind of if they look more like the Bruins that are up near the Capitals in the standings or if they play like a team that lost to Ottawa the other night uh 
I'm really not <laughs> sure what, what to expect. I, I think that at, with the Capitals have the same problem. So I think that with these powerhouses in hockey, they decide which games to get up for and which games to lay down for. Um, and I'm seeing on the Capitals side that when they're playing teams that really aren't a threat, they're either losing or they're winning barely. Um, and I kind of think that maybe that's, that's happening with the Bruins as well. Um, going into a game thinking it's an automatic win is the most dangerous thing to do in any sport, but especially hockey. Um, and a lot of times I think that these teams are deciding that they want to play when they're playing teams like Boston or the Capitals, um, you know, because they're like, oh, hey, like this is a team that would be really good to beat. Um, mm-hmm. So while our teams are going into the game kind of lapsed, these other teams are looking at it as a must win um, or a game they really have to show up for. So I think sure, that yeah. maybe um, can can come into play there. But I know that I, I think that the Caps at least always show up for the Bruins. Um, so I kind of – I'm looking forward to a well-fought game. I think that Boston will come ready to play. Um, and I know that I think both teams will be pretty – pretty well rested, um, both having a day off today. And uh, Boston's already down here in D.C. They're practicing at Medstar this morning. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be great. I really don't want another shootout. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. over all the shootouts this season. Um, yeah, I pretty much do know once – if it goes to a shootout, I barely ever watch. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, it's a bit of a coin flip. It's kind of like – yeah, it's like a crapshoot. It's like a yeah. It becomes a, a skill contest, which I'm yeah. I'm not a fan of. But we could talk about that for <laughs> for years. Yeah. Um, it's but I love a little bit over time. It's very rare that a shootout goal or even chance is like even somewhat buzzworthy. It happens so rarely that it's it's not even worth worth watching. I find, and if if uh, yeah. Then you see the highlight on Twitter in, in a couple minutes afterwards, anyways. Yeah, and then this, this season has been so overtime and shootout heavy. Um, I don't really know why, um, but it seems like I know the Capitals, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, the two teams that come up the top of my head that have gone to just an insane amount of overtime games. So I'm kind of sick of them. Yeah. <laughs> but one question that I did kind of want to pick your brain about that's not cap bees related um, is what are some of your like conspiracy theories, speculations? Obviously, we know that Dallas has fired their head coach this morning. It was extremely out of the blue. I think that everyone kind of can agree that he has been doing a good job, um, you know, when it comes to the ice level things. Um, so do you have any like conspiracies? What do you think? No one really knows right now. There are a little bit of, I've heard a few rumors from um, slightly credible sources that have said it was alcohol abuse related. Um, okay, yeah. But that's like the only thing that I have seen. Uh, my personal theory is maybe some type of gambling or betting involved. But uh, do you have any thoughts or comments on that? I mean, yeah, it's so weird. Like when that, when the news came out this morning and uh, the stars had the press release saying that it was misconduct related, everybody automatically jumped to kind of what's been going on around hockey lately with um, you know, stories of abuse or racism, things like that. And 
Gary Bettman had just made this big statement yesterday saying the NHL was taking some pretty tangible steps towards um, eliminating that from the NHL at the very least. So everybody automatically jumped to thinking, oh, he did something to a player or he said something. And then, yeah, Jim Neal at the press conference later was super vague about it and wouldn't say anything other than, uh, yeah, it was, I can't even remember what he said, but all the insiders afterwards said that it had nothing to do with Bettman's statement yesterday, had nothing to do with abuse, didn't involve a player. Um, I don't even think the players really know what happened. Um, it's such a weird situation. Yeah, it's, it's super know. weird. And I think that they said there was no legal proceedings going on, um, which, you know, obviously that gets rid of a lot of speculation. It has to be something serious for them to fire him so abruptly. Also, um, you know, with the Winter Classic coming up upon us very yeah. soon, um, it has to be something, I think, that is substantial. Um, and I don't know, I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist, so I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like, the players are saying they don't know what's going on. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Sure. Um, I just... I don't know. I, I think that they kind of probably have an inkling, but when I did read some of the reports about, about alcohol abuse, and again, this is nothing confirmed. This is all speculation. Um, this is all our opinions. Nothing reflects on Locked On Network. Um, but some of the allegations of, you know, maybe alcohol abuse or substance abuse and him not behaving in a professional manner, that does make sense because it kind of checks off all those boxes, you know, not behaving properly, um, needing to, you know, fire or get rid of him abruptly because obviously you can't have someone coaching a team, not in the right state of mind. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it wouldn't involve any legal hearings. It was just alcohol um, because it's not illegal. Um, so, you know, maybe showing up to practices or, or games under the influence, um, that's something. But but I feel as if, if that was the case, the players definitely – if it was alcohol related like he would not obviously be the first person in hockey circles to have an alcohol problem i'm sure not even the first yeah. head coach to be uh, yeah. deep into that and we've seen we've seen players like recently bobby ryan go into the nhl kind of treatment program so it, it seems like if it was that, stars maybe would just give him a leave of absence to, to mm -hmm. go and work things out and um, get some treatment um, because, yeah, he has been a successful coach to date with the stars and he was pretty highly sought after when uh, he, yeah. he was hired. close to maybe going to the Panthers as well. I mean, it's just. It seems like a a cold, not, I'm not maybe cold, but kind of abrupt, just to say, unless yeah. there was alcohol involved and he just behaved in a way that was um, like he did something while kind of under the influence. Yeah. But if it was an alcohol problem, I, I don't see that really being enough. Yeah. Or I, I you know. want to get some help, just throwing him aside, but. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's really weird. It's, it's super weird. And I think from someone, I have a little bit of a background in marketing and PR. Um, I think that the way they're handling it is terrible because 
speculation is always worse than the actual thing, um, especially if they're saying it's not legal, <laughs> illegal. So, um, right. it, you know, you're just going to leave people speculating. And then people who aren't, you know, super into the hockey world, who are just your general generic fan, who are just getting little bits of information, they're just going to assume the absolute worst. Um, so sure. I think that that's kind of not only a bad PR move, but really unprofessional and unfair to him because there's just going to be lots of rumors and speculation going around. And if he is struggling with some type of, of something in his personal life, that's not really fair to him. Um, so mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that we will find the answer. Not that it's any of our business, really, at the end of the day. Um, we're just all kind of nosy. But I do think that, you know, it could have been handled a little bit better. Um, and hopefully, I think that everyone's just kind of on eggshells right now because of what's going on with all, you know, in the NHL and all the coaches. And I know they say that sure, it doesn't yeah. relate to Batman's statement, but I think that everyone is maybe a little bit quick to pull that trigger and to fire someone, which, you know, it's not necessarily the worst thing. Um, maybe just kind of cleaning out some of some of the the badness from within the league, but it'll be definitely interesting to uh, to see what comes of that. I'm I'm very intrigued. Also, a very yeah. nosy person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I was pretty encouraged by what Bettman said last night in his statement, and I questioned initially whether it was going to actually uh, you know mean anything. But this situation doesn't seem related to that, but. I think just in general, like if hockey culture is going to improve, if things are going to get better, I kind of look at it as like uh, the old cleaning house adage. If, you know, if you're going to clean house, you have to uh, pick up the garbage, so to speak, and take it out to the curb. And that's um, before the house becomes clean, that's a process that has to happen. And unfortunately, it's going to... Yeah, it's going to be that process that's going to have to 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 happen. I know the NHL maybe they want it to be Delmore in house with this this hotline that they've set up instead of players like DMing Dan Carcillo for him to share on Twitter. But and I I don't really yeah. know if I I like that method per se. But um, this uh, I've been encouraged by by the first steps, anyways, and and we'll see where it goes I from agree. there. It's, yeah. yeah. No, and actually what what you just said leads into kind of my last my last question, my last topic for for today was um, you know, how do you feel about that that hotline and that, you know, anonymous type of um, thing that that been brought brought up to everyone yesterday because personally and I don't want to I don't want to sound ungrateful for changes that are trying to be made. I don't think it was made with um, you know, bad intentions, but there is a part of me that thinks that they are trying to get people out of Dan Carcillo's DMs and, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get people to stop being so vocal. Um, and it just worries me that, you know, are they actually going to do anything with the information when they get it? Or right. is this just a way of, you know, PR being like, hey, we're going to look like we care, but we're not really going to fix things. Um, right. And again, maybe that's just me because of what the past has been and maybe I'm being ignorant and not believing there can be a change, but um, personally, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how I feel about it because I am such a huge fan of what Carcelo has done, uh, not mm-hmm. only for the world of hockey, but just for himself. Like, I'm extremely, I feel like a proud mom. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I liked him. I was a fan of him with the Flyers um, when I was young, 
and then just seeing, you know, finding out all the struggles that he went through in his life and how he overcame that and, you know, all the good that he does for other people. I think he's just awesome. Um, yeah. So, I don't yeah, know. For I'm, sure. just, I'm curious of where this whole thing will actually go and if it will actually be helpful, but Definitely. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> for me, on Carcillo, uh, I was definitely not a fan of him as a player at all. Um, specifically because of, you know, playing with you play for the Flyers and the Bruins and Flyers had some uh, pretty pretty tough matchups uh, in recent history. Yeah. I just wasn't a fan of how he played, the fighting, the hitting, and all that. But I mean, having learned his story, having seen the steps that he's taken to uh, get on a better path, not only personally but but you know making amends and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, really admirable. Uh, how he's he's turned things around and I really really respect him for that on the the subject of the hotline the, here's the thing that I've been thinking about so with Bill Peters in Carolina um, there was a situation where he uh, was alleged to have physically abused uh, McCall Jordan a former defenseman uh, people knew what happened Rob Brigmore admitted that he knew what happened it was taken to Ron Francis and um, there's, I, I'm not sure if there was any resolution to the fact that former owner said he hadn't heard. And then people said that he was told, but at any rate, it wasn't dealt with at the time at all. So my concern with the hotline is that, um, a player would contact it, express a concern, express something that happened. And then it's handled either handled internally and, um, nothing's it's just swept under the carpet or people say oh it's not that big of a deal because it'll be um if it's the nhl making that judgment then i don't I'm not sure if i trust them to to see how egregious some of these things are but yeah I if agree. it means a player can con yeah if it means a player can contact that hotline and say if jordan had contacted that hotline uh the nhl it is, is made aware of peters's behavior and um, rather than the team burying it, the NHL steps in and says, you, you need to do something about this, then I think it will be um, a meaningful program. But if it's just buried by, unquote, um, old boys club, the 200 hockey men, whatever, or somebody comes forward with a concern and, and they say, well, you know, this isn't really that big of a deal. Or who's me who's measuring where the line is is a, is a question exactly. that exactly. I, 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 I don't think, know what that needs to be answered. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that actually is spot on. Um, I think that you hit the nail on the head. Where who's drawing the line with you know what needs to be uh, taken to the next level because it is a good old boys club, and you know mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who don't take this stuff seriously. Um, and the only reason that a lot of people end up taking it seriously is because uh, when it goes public, it's the outrage. So a lot of times, you know, if a coach is fired, it's not necessarily because they thought he did anything wrong, even when he did. It's just right. because they don't want to get the backlash. So mm -hmm. I do think that, you know, if these messages are just going to kind of like the top guys, um, are they really going to do anything about it? Or are they just going to say, hey, like, dude, lighten up. It wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Um, which could make things even worse. Um, but I do, I do want to believe that they have, you know, good intentions with this, and they are trying. Mm -hmm. I think that 
hockey is just it's such a beautiful sport, um, and it really does have the ability to bring so many people together uh, that it makes me really sad the NHL has all these issues and has had it for a long time. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's not, just, it's not, it's not anything it. new. It's not yeah. anything new by any means. Like there are people in the game today, coaches, players, general managers, like dating back, you know, people have been in the league since the eighties, nineties, whatever, that this has happened to them. People have known about it. It's only becoming a thing now because it's being aired publicly on social media with Akeem Alou mm-hmm. coming forward, um, the Babcock breaking, that, that kind of opened the floodgates. I mean, Don Cherry was allowed to get away with things that he said for years. And it was, yeah. the line was just pushed and pushed and pushed. And inside hockey circles, the line, people either, you know, haven't called anybody on it or just ignored it. And you're right. The fact that it has been aired publicly, that is the reason why things are taking it just going to be buried on the hook. Nothing ever happens, then it's all for nothing. But if uh, the NHL is serious and there's independent people who are stepping in to say, you guys need to um, get rid of this, this is too far, this is too far, then, yeah, I think it could be something meaningful and, and things will continue to happen. I still expect people to talk openly about it uh i don't think people are just gonna all of a sudden oh there's a hotline now i'll just take it there but yeah especially former players <laughs> yeah. but yeah um, um yeah it's still a lot up in the air i think but it's a good step yeah i i agree um and i'm i'm proud of people who are speaking out it is not easy for any victim to speak out against things that have happened to them but you know to do it for the betterment of others and to make sure it doesn't happen to anyone else i think that is extremely courageous um, and I'm just proud of the steps that it's taking. Obviously, we still have a long way to go, but um, I'm happy with the movements that are being made. And, you know, I think that it could only be good for hockey in general, um, growing the game. I mean, it's no secret that in the U.S., hockey is not a very, a very popular sport. And I just think that, you know, this is on a completely different spectrum of things. But the good old boys club, not only as a kind of bunch of jerks, but they weren't very good at growing the game um, because mm-hmm. they didn't want to take advice from anyone else. So I think that obviously that's not the most important is, you know, growing the game and, and getting that. That's kind of, you know, that takes a, a back burner to the important things. But um, that's a part of it as well. I think that growing the game involves, you know, a new wave of, of thinking and letting some other people into uh, the top levels of the NHL. So I'm excited sure. for a change. I think it's long mm-hmm. overdue. Um, and I'm glad that there are people who are willing to talk about it and, you know, using their platforms for good. That does sure. make me very happy. <laughs> and I, um, I do think uh, going back to how we started, I think tomorrow night's game could could uh, hopefully go a long way to kind of restoring the joy of watching hockey. It's, um, you know, the Capitals won a couple of years ago. The Bruins came as close as you can get to winning without actually doing it. And the, I think the point you made earlier is was spot on about kind of getting up for big games, these two teams kind of both know when the games uh, matter most is is not in December. It's it's down the line. They both have aspirations to get there again, and they're both pretty comfortably in first place in their respective divisions. So uh, I hope that they both see it as kind of a measuring stick and and uh, bring out bring out their A games. I think it'll be really fun to watch, and I'm pretty excited about it. 
Yeah, I'm super excited. And I'm excited that it's like a very even, um, you know, matchup on like days of rest. And um, I, I hate when it's a game like where someone's coming off of a, a yeah. back or, you know, someone just traveled a bunch. So I think it's going to be a, a really fantastic game with two of just the top powerhouses in the league. Um, I can't wait. I always, I love watching Boston for the Caps just because for a while the Caps completely dominated the Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but now, honestly, I, I do like the excitement of a good game. Uh, obviously, blowouts are fun every once in a while, but as someone who really loves the sport, I like a good, a good well-matched game. And um, I think that, yeah, it just it's going to be really interesting to see who ends up coming out of the East. There is so yeah. much talent in the East this year. Um, I, I don't know, really have crazy. any doubt that the East it will win the Cup. Um, I don't know if there's any West Coast team mm-hmm. that could could take on any of the talent that's coming out of the East Coast, but I mean it's hockey, so who knows? But for yeah, sure, yeah. it's gonna be an interesting second half of the season for sure. I, I still have nightmares about that uh, 2014 Bruins Capitals series that was like two one every game through seven games. The Bruins were the President's Trophy winners that year, and then Washington beat them, and that was kind of like the end of Tim Thomas and uh yeah it was really I still Braden Holtby in that series was insane and he always seems to dominate the Bruins so I'm hopeful hopeful that they'll be able to to get a couple behind them tomorrow night but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a 3-2 overtime or shootout 2-1 kind of game yeah, again I, I think it's gonna to be that. a little bit tricky I think it's gonna be but it's gonna be a great game I'm looking forward yeah. to it um I'll try not to do too much too much shit talk on Twitter <laughs> uh, okay. cool. but yeah but thank you so much for coming on always great conversation no problem. um yeah, don't same. forget to tune in to tomorrow night game it'll be a great matchup um yeah thank you guys so much for listening and that's a wrap